What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In today's episode, we'll talk about fighting the burnout. Um, We have burnout on our jobs, in our personal lives, in our relationships, church, uh, with our kids, and really the list can go on and on. I know it's always been hard for me to balance everything in my life, so I can often find myself in burnout mode if I'm not careful when I'm trying to juggle, juggle too many things. And how many of us will agree to do something knowing we really can't do it or that our plate is already running over, but we agree to do it anyway. And then when the day comes, we're like left there scratching our head, rolling our eyes, like saying, why in the world did I even agree to do this? I know I don't have time to do this and I'm already exhausted. So I'm just going to, you know, bull my way through it just to get through it. So you're really not even being fair to that person that you uh, volunteered or agreed to do it with because now you're already in burnout mode. And so you're just going to give them, um, you know, a crappy job or a crappy version of yourself. And you're really not going to put everything that you really should to into it. So start thinking about that going forward before you agree to say yes to somebody when they've asked you to do something because really you want to always give your best because sometimes first impressions are the best and most important impressions so if it's somebody that you've agreed to do something and you've never done it for them before and you can't give your best then it may ruin your shots of them calling you to do it again so i know like i said like being a mother working full-time i go to school i'm trying to start up my own businesses you know i help my husband run his business and i travel with him you know, from taking care of things at home, it can often be a whole lot more than I can handle. And honestly, I don't, I can't tell you how I do it. I just do it. I was really just wa- raised that way, I guess. There's really no explanation for it. My mom always taught us to work hard and just get things done. So, you know, that's, that's what I've always done. I just push through it. And, you know, I really don't have a lot of friends, honestly, because I don't have time for a social life, like spending time, you know, with people doing things like that, going out to parties and stuff like that. I'm really just past that phase of my life. And to be honestly, I know you don't hear this a lot from people these days, especially married people, but I really, in time, enjoy spending my spare time with my husband. Um, You know, I said before, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm burning the candles at both ends when I'm trying to balance everything, even when it comes to getting adequate sleep. So, you know, keeping an overall happiness regularly in check requires a delicate balance to say the least. As a result, I'm becoming more self-aware of acknowledging the concept of burnout. This helps me to take action steps to prevent me from the burnout. You know, I take advantage of my downtime. So right now, I'm at home with a broken knee from a horse riding accident. So instead of just resting, which is what I should be doing, but, you know, I'm taking advantage of the downtime. I'm still resting. My knee is still elevated and I'm not walking on it, but I'm using this time wisely to go ahead and get a right at some of these podcasts ahead of time. So when I get back into full swing of things, you know, I can have all these already loaded into my library and it won't, I won't be so pressed for time and feel so overwhelmed about getting them done. So in Exodus 34, 21, the Bible talks about for six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. So burnout is real. 
The term is referred to as a long-term exhaustion and diminished interest in work. So I'm going to give you some signs to help you to de determine if you're experiencing burnout in any of these areas. Some of these are warning signs in general. Um, so just kind of as I list these off, kind of count to see how many of these that you have. So some warning signs are fatigue, lack of energy, irritability, mood changes, depression, being disengaged, general unhappiness and problems with sleeping. So many of you might be laughing and saying that, you know, this describes your teenager. Trust me, I thought the same thing at first, but these are warning signs. So if you have any of these symptoms, I'm gonna give you a few simple steps that can help you to try to balance your everyday life and help you fight, fight the burnout. Number one, treat yourself. This could be a spa day, um, you know, buy something that's in your Amazon cart wish list or buy your favorite book or treat. You know, I know some of you may be saying, I don't have extra money lying around the house to do stuff like that. And that's okay because that doesn't have to be the case. You can take a mental health day from work, call in sick, lay out at the pool all day, even if it's a public pool. You know, sit on your front porch in the early morning, drinking your coffee, take a long hot bubble bath while everyone else is gone, go to the park, read your favorite book. There's a ton of things that you can do for yourself that doesn't require money. It just takes time for you to do it for yourself. Number two, disconnect from technology. I know some of y'all are already freaking out and rolling your eyes because I've even suggested this, but I know you really don't realize it, but we're glued to our phones 24-7. It really can be draining to us, you know. Studies have actually shown that disconnecting from technology helps you rest, so maybe it's time for a digital detox. You know, some things that has helped me is try not to take your iPad, your phone, your laptop, your Kindle, or whatever device you may have to bed with you. Um, I know for myself, I had to turn off notification sounds because if not, I go through the entire night, I find myself waking up to, and answering text messages, emails, you know, and Facebook notifications. And then when I wake up in the morning, I find myself that I'm just drained. So I've adopted a new rule for our family, which is no phones during family time at the table. So this has really helped us because we can engage a little more with each other. We all realized that this was an issue one day. We went out to dinner and we looked around. Everybody was on their phone, whether it was scrolling through emails, texting somebody, Snapchat. You know, one might be playing a game on their phone. The other one's on social media. We realized, you know, we spend way too much time on our phones. And I know this is something we all can relate to, especially if we have teenagers. How many of us have those kids that text us from the other room? I mean, how ridiculous is that? When I was young, my text message was on a sticky note that my mama said, hey, if this house ain't clean by the time I get home, everybody's getting beat down, right? So we've got to get to a place where we can disengage from um, our mobile devices or these electronic devices because we don't realize it, but it does consume a lot of our time and it does suck a lot of our energy out of us. So number three, take a vacation or like I mentioned before, a sick day, go on a hike, have a staycation at home and just be lazy. For me, I'm going to take one of these days ever so often and I'm, you know, if you're gonna take these, don't waste it on things like catching up on chores at the house, 
You know, just do something just for you. I used to be bad about that. I used to make his doctor's appointments and dis dentist appointments. And that's what I would use my sick day for. And I would, you know, say, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to catch up on these dishes and the laundry, you know, and all this. But if that was on Tuesday, by Friday, I have a whole pile of laundry there anyway. So I really wasted that time that I could be doing something on myself. Now, I don't call in sick much. I don't take many sick days. And honestly, when I do, I'm really, there's really probably something wrong with me for me not to come in. But I have decided that every now and then I will just take me a mental health day and just call in and I'll do something that I want to do for myself because at my job if I don't use them I'm gonna lose them so when I say I'm gonna do something for me the first thing I'm gonna do I'm gonna get up I'm gonna spend a little quiet time with God because that's just what I, one of my routines to get me through the day and then I'm gonna have my coffee y'all already know me no coffee no talkie so then I'm gonna spend the day you know, I'm gonna ride my motorcycle or I'm gonna go ride my horse or spend time doing something that I wanna do. So number four, meditate. You can do this part however you want. One example that I have started doing on Sundays is I attend the early morning eight o'clock service at church, so I'm home no later than 9.30. Then I come home, I go to the swimming pool because it's early in the morning and nobody's up yet. So I have that a little bit of time with me that I can enjoy in peace. I like to listen to the birds tweet. You know, I'll take me a good book to read or I'll even take my Bible and I'll just, you know, read a scripture or something like that and meditate on it. Sometimes I'll listen to my Jesus James on my phone and I just feed myself spiritually. But this has really been a great thing for me to help me prepare for the upcoming week. It helps me to just um, pour back into myself because I spend so much time pouring back into other people that sometimes I'm left feeling empty and drained. So this has been like a major thing that I have really enjoyed doing. Now, I don't know what I'm gonna do once summer is over. I'm gonna have to change that up a little bit because this, the pool will be closing, but it, it definitely works for me. So that's another example. Number five, you can work out. Now, I gotta be honest, I know I'm a life coach and everything, but this has to be one of my least favorite of them all. But some of you will get it, and this will be someone's favorite, I know. But, you know, figure out what your favorite workout routine is. Um, for a lot of people, this helps blow off steam from their everyday hustles and bustles. And, you know, I understand that. Um, I like to walk, so, you know, that's cool for me. I like to come home every now and then from the afternoon and take a stroll around the neighborhood. So I can kind of feel you guys on this. However, I'm not going to be running or doing anything like that. So more power to you guys. Maybe y'all can motivate me in that area. Number seven, work less. So I know this is hard for some of us because our life consists of working 24-7, which is great work ethic, but it's very unhealthy for us. You know, so if it's at all impossible, leave at the same time every day and at a certain time. Try not to bring work home with you. Um, let your time away from work be your time. This is, was such a struggle for me at one time. I had a hard time just saying no, and I had work email on my phone, and, you know, I would go on vacation with my family, and this is what really made me decide that to say no to this and not do this anymore is because I remember one time I was sitting on the beach and I was taking phone calls that people were calling me about some stuff from work and, and answering emails 
when I should have been enjoying the time with my family. Then that led into me taking text messages, emails, and church business with me. And by the time I got home, I was more drained with me than um, more drained than I went was when I went on vacation. So I've had to learn to say no to certain things. Even now, I won't allow my job to let me put work email on my phone because I know I'm that type of person that if if I get an email, I'm going to probably pretty be pretty tempted to answer it and respond. And I just I just know that that's what I'm going to do, and that's probably going to be a struggle for me. So to eliminate that struggle and the temptation for me to work while I'm off, I just tell them I won't do it. You're not paying for my cell phone bill, so I'm not putting on my bill. Simple as that. Number eight, attitude of gratitude. Try to be mindful of your attitude toward things. Um, it helps to recognize how lucky we are sometimes and appreciate the little things that we have in our life and always pay it forward. Sometimes, um, you know, when we take our eyes off our problems and focus on the positive, it takes some of the pressure off us feeling like we're pulled in so many directions. And when I say pay it forward, it could be something as simple as paying for somebody. I always use the example of coffee because, you know, y'all already know that's my, that's my thing. So some mornings I will just pay it forward. I'll pay for whoever's behind me. Pay for somebody's dinner. The other day, we, me and my husband went out he took me after the after my doctor's appointment. We had Mexican, and we saw two police officers that um, do security at our church. And he just paid for their meal, you know, and didn't let them know. But that's what I mean by paying it forward. When it's like Hansel and Gretel, you're constantly dropping seeds and sowing into others, and in due time, you'll reap a harvest. So number nine, this one's pretty important. Get enough sleep, plan for the days of rest, and it's okay if you don't do anything every now and then. Some days on the weekend when we don't have anything to do, I don't do anything. I mean, I will lay up and I will binge watch Netflix or whatever's on TV, and some days I won't even take a shower till like two o'clock in the afternoon. My body is so tired and worn down that we just need that. Also be mindful of your caffeine intake and limit or moderate. You know, I know I'm preaching to the choir on that one, but you know, too much caffeine can disrupt your sleep pattern. And even though I love coffee, I don't drink it like all throughout the day. I drink a big cup in the morning, every now and then, depending on what type of activities I have going on in the afternoon. If I'm just so drained after my day of work, I will swing by and I'll get me some in the afternoon, but my body has gotten so accustomed to it that it doesn't keep me up, I can lay down and go to sleep afterwards. So just kind of monitor that and how much um, Coke and things like that that you um, take in during the day because that can disrupt your sleep pattern. And try to um, go home right after work, especially in the summertime. This really helped me like during daylight savings time. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but when I can come home right after work without making stops in the summertime, I feel like I can get so much more accomplished. Like I have, I guess because it is daylight longer, I feel like I have so much more time to do things. And, you know, I can plan my evening. I can get everything done. And I don't feel like that I've rushed and all that. So, you know, try to organize. If you can go and do your errands on the weekend, then run your errands on the weekend so during the week you don't have to stop on your way home. I know I'm really bad about that. Sometimes I, you know, stop a couple times during the week 
and pick up, um, you know, little things here and there from the store. But honestly, how many of us hate to have to make a stop on the way home? I despise it. So I do try to make that adjustment like during the weekend and do that stuff during the weekend so I don't have to do it during the week. So anyway, this concludes this episode of Fighting the Burnout. I hope these tips and will help you guys. So also, if you have any topics that you would like me for me to discuss, feel free to always email me at tanyawilliams01 at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to discuss those topics. And if you're not already following me, follow me on Facebook at Tanya Williams Life Coach. Until next time.